0: Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show, episode number 10. On today's show, we're talking about the science of why we love our stuff and what you can do to beat the subconscious voices in your head that you don't even hear. Well, hello there. Welcome back to the last episode of 2019 of the Wannabe Minimalist Show. I'm your host, Deanna Yates. As we wind down the end of the year and get ready to start a new decade, I'm excited to discuss this fascinating topic of the psychology of materialism and the science behind why we think the way we do about stuff. I don't know about you, but I love the new year. It always feels like a clean slate and a fresh start. And as we start fresh, I wanted to help you see stuff and clutter in a new light. It's so interesting to learn about the science behind why we love our stuff and why we behave the way we do. Well, at least I find it really interesting. I hope you do too. As I've been on this minimalism journey, I have been asking myself a few questions over and over. And if I'm honest about why I'm asking these questions, they mostly come back to my daughter, I want to know how I can help her live with less without feeling like I deprived her of something. I don't want her doing a 180 as an adult and becoming a hoarder or worse, resenting me for how she was raised. Instead, I want her to be a confident, self-assured woman who has a healthy relationship with stuff and who does not have a ton of my stuff to deal with after I've passed away. Please tell me I'm not alone. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I'm not. So let's take a look at three questions that will help us discover why we value our things so highly and why we seem to always want more, and how to be happy with minimalism and decluttering. Are you ready? Okay, question number one, why do we love our stuff so much? In a TED Talk by Christian Garrett called Why Are We So Attached to Our Things, he explains that our attachment to stuff begins at an early age and comes on quickly. From a young age, we believe that our things have a special and unique essence. This was discovered through a study where researchers told children that they had a special copy machine that could make exact replicas of their most favorite toys. It was supposed to be like magic. When they offered a choice between which toy to play with, theirs, or the new copy, children overwhelmingly chose their toy. Now, while this might seem like a simplistic study, we can see this in our own lives. I even have an example from just this morning. I woke up before my husband, and as the coffee pot finished brewing, I poured myself a cup and added my creamer. However, just as I was returning the creamer to the fridge, he joined me in the kitchen, so I offered to make him a cup of coffee too. The funny thing is that instead of offering him the already made-up coffee that I hadn't even taken a sip of yet— I started to make a new one for him. You see, I was thinking of that first cup that I already made as mine and that the next one would be his. It's so silly, right? The two cups of coffee would be identical in the end. So why was I assigning ownership? The amount of coffee and creamer in them would be the same. The temperature would be the same. Shoot, even the mugs are identical. So a stranger would not be able to tell them apart. Now, because I was working on writing this episode, I caught myself in the act and I gave him the already made cup of coffee so he could get on with his morning while I finished making that second cup. So then I finished making myself a new one and I got on with finishing up this episode. But can you see how this plays out over and over in our daily interactions and it can happen without us even thinking about it? Once we own something and claim it, play with it or use it, we attach all sorts of emotions and feelings to it, so much that we overvalue those items. Now, this phenomenon is called the endowment effect, and there are a few studies to show how this works in real life. One of the most famous is the Mug Experiment from 1990, where professors assigned students into groups of sellers and buyers. The sellers were given a coffee mug and asked what price they were willing to sell it the buyers were also asked at what price they were willing to buy the mug. Now, even though the sellers only owned the mug for a few minutes and never even used it, the average price of $7.12 was over two times the average buying price of $2.87. Just because the mug was owned, it became that much more valuable to the owners. And if the owners had been the buyers, they would not have overvalued that cup. In another study, a large group of students were given one of two objects. Half of the students in the experiment were given coffee mugs as a gift. The other half were given chocolate bars. The mugs and candy bars were of similar monetary value. Once all of the items were given out, the students had the option to trade if they would like. Since the items were handed out randomly, the professors expected about 50% would want to trade their items. However, only 10% were interested in trading. The endowment effect was officially established. Once the students started to feel ownership of an object, they favored it, even though that ownership had been randomly selected. And so nobody knew whether people really valued the coffee mug or the candy bar. They just valued which they owned first. That brings me to question number two. If we're so attached to the things we already own, why do we always seem to want more? Well, the biggest reason we want more in our lives seems to be that we don't take a minute to appreciate all of the amazing things that we already have. As the famous quote from Rabbi Satchel goes, happiness is not having what you want, but wanting what you have. Wanting is like a bottomless pit. There will always be more, more clothes to buy, more money to make, more gadgets to get. Think about the richest person you know. It's unlikely that you personally know Jeff Bezos. So no matter who you were thinking of, there is someone with more money than them. Now think of the happiest person you know. Go ahead. That person is probably not the richest person you know. We don't need a scientific study to show us that more does not equal happiness, but it is such a hard mind shift for a lot of people to make. The problem is, That if we don't take a minute to appreciate all that we have and be grateful for our lives, it is easy to take it all for granted and to continuously want more. And the crazy thing is that the more stuff is not what makes us happy. Do you wish you could find an educational podcast that your kids actually want to listen to and you enjoy too? Well, you're in luck. Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math, is a weekly show full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and lots of laughs. We listened to a few episodes, and not only did our daughter want to listen to more next time we're in the car, I found myself chuckling too. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. You're transported to moments in ancient history like Pythagoras' ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. Plus, they do a great job of teaching math theory without it being boring, complicated, or overly childish. And that can't be easy. But it's not really a surprise, considering Mysteries About True Histories is from the creators of the hit podcast Who Smarted, Brain Games on Nat Geo and Disney+, and Brainchild on Netflix. Episodes drop every Thursday, and since they are about 15 minutes, they are the perfect length for kids ages 6 and up. Turn your next car ride, break time, or bedtime into math time with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where earn in comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this, your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense and it adds unnecessary stress. With EarnIn, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple, download the EarnIn app, verify your paycheck, and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than three and a half million users are finding relief and a sense of security with EarnIn, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind, it's priceless and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? Download EarnIn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in clutter under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's clutter under podcast. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. It's the dopamine spike that we're in search of, that blast of energy and satisfaction we get when we buy something new, eat something delicious, or do something that excites us. The good news is that you can get that feeling of satisfaction without having to buy or acquire new stuff. Instead, you can keep the good feelings coming by exercising, getting enough sleep, listening to upbeat music, meditating, and getting outside in the sun. It can also be helpful to spend time with people you love or volunteer helping others. Another easy way to get off the hamster wheel of always wanting more is to take a few minutes each day to express gratitude for what you have. You can do this with a gratitude journal, morning meditations or affirmations, or just listing something that you're grateful for before your head hits the pillow at night. We've also experimented with saying what we're grateful for at dinner time so that we can get our daughter in the habit as well, but I will admit that it has yet to become a habit for us, so... I'm still a work in progress too which brings me to the last question i want to look at how can we let go of these feelings and be happy with decluttering and minimalism well one of the best ways to let go of things and to be happy with decluttering is to shift your mindset and find intangible things to value instead we see this play out over and over in movies and honestly the vision of the end scene and it's wonderful life just popped into my head intangible things like time Health, community, and self-worth are things that you can't buy with money, but I think we would all say they are definitely more valuable than things. For instance, while you can purchase health insurance, it's best not to need to use it in the first place. We can increase our health by eating well and working out, find an activity you enjoy doing, get outside as much as possible, enjoy your favorite treats in moderation, and eat lots of colorful fruits and veggies every day. You also could invest in an activity tracker. Our daughter just got um, an activity watch over the holidays, and my husband and I both have the Apple Watch. And I'm not going to lie, the gamification of completing our activity rings every day has definitely made us more active. Time is another finite resource that we can't purchase. However, by embracing minimalism and living with less stuff, you can save time by not having to sort through all of your stuff in order to find something on your way out the door. Or you save time by not having to clean all the time. That definitely was one of the factors for me getting into minimalism is I actually hate house cleaning. So it really helps me to have less stuff. You know, this gives you back time to follow your passions and spend that precious time doing the things you love or with the people you love. And then let's look at community, another valuable resource that you cannot buy with money. Community is the feeling you get when you are with your family and friends. It's the feeling of belonging, so it can also include groups and social organizations that you're part of. Humans are social beings, so we long to be part of something bigger than just ourselves. And this has played out for us over and over again every time we move to a new city It's hard to establish that new social community, but it is one of the most important things we can do for ourselves to feel connected to a place and just more fulfilled internally. And finally, self-worth is something I want to talk about. This is one of the most valuable things that you can give yourself and your children in life. Self-worth makes you see that you do not need to fill your life with stuff. You can assign the appropriate value to things versus people which means that you will see people as more important than the stuff in your life. You can bounce back from failure and see obstacles as learning experiences instead of the end of the world. And this is really what I'm striving for with my own daughter, is trying to help her build up her self-worth so that she's a confident young woman and can do anything she puts her mind to. If getting on board with minimalism or finding these intangibles is something that you are struggling with, I have a list of 10 mindset shifts to overcome clutter in my minimalist starter kit for families. It's free and you can download a copy of it by going to littlegreenbow.com forward slash starter dash kit. Again, that's littlegreenbow.com forward slash starter kit. And that sums up our three questions for today. We talked about why we love our stuff and why we overvalue the things that we own We've talked about how to build up gratitude and so that we can cut back on wanting more. And then we've talked about valuing intangible things instead of physical items so that we can be happy with decluttering and minimalism. I hope you found this episode as interesting as I did, and I just scratched the surface regarding the science of stuff and why we as humans value the things that we or someone special to us owns. Perhaps knowing the underlying psychology of the endowment effect or taking a minute to appreciate all you already have will help you along your minimalism journey. I sure hope it does because I want you to have the life that you crave and that you dream of. Just remember, you have the power to pause, take a breath, and look at your stuff with an open mind. Use the 10 mindset shifts in my Minimalism Starter Kit for Families and start to value the intangible things more than the material objects. Before you know it, you'll be happily skipping down your minimalist journey with less stuff and a big smile on your face. Now I have a question for you. How are you going to apply the lessons we learned today about why we love our stuff and how to stop always needing more by incorporating gratitude as you move into the new year? Or if you happen to be listening to this later on, just as you move into all the things you want to do in your life. I'd love for you to jump over to the Wannabe Minimalist Facebook group. It's totally free. You can search for us on Facebook. Again, it's the Wannabe Minimalist Facebook group. And I want you to share one of the ways you are going to start being grateful for all the things you have. I can't wait to hear from you and help encourage you on your journey toward less stuff and more happiness. So jump on over to the Facebook group and let me know what you are thinking. If you liked this episode, I would love it if you would subscribe and leave a comment or rating so others can find this show too. I'll see you next week when I can't believe it will be the new year and a new decade. Take care and
1: have an amazing new year. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack.